Let's talk about the three mistakes that I see people making as they're underwriting self-storage expansions today. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which houses the on-demand self-storage boot camp. That's the premier training I offer that's designed to take you from wherever you are now all the way to putting your first or your next self-storage facility into service. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com. But last week I told you I love to do conversions, and I do. I also love to do expansions. Now, I want to talk about some mistakes that I've made and mistakes I'm seeing people make today in regards to any self-storage, but especially expansions. And I want to talk about the three mistakes I've been seeing recently and regularly as I work with people that I coach and train in the boot camps. So let's get straight into it. First of all, when I say expansions, let's be clear. What I'm talking about is if you're buying an existing self-storage facility and then there is additional land either on the site or adjacent to it where you're going to build more self-storage square footage. So you're buying an existing property and you're adding more self-storage. That's what we're calling an expansion. Now the first mistake I'm seeing is too aggressive a rent on the uh, expansion self-storage. Now I know what you're saying is, well you already have, many of you are saying, uh, you already have a self-storage facility so I'm just going to use the rents that are currently there. And that's valid and that's what I've done for years. But here's what I've got to say about it. here's what we're doing right now. We're reducing that rent 10 to 20 percent. Now the reason is because we're in a market where there is a lot of supply and we're also in a market where interest rates have gone up and the Fed is working very hard to create a mild recession for us. The Fed will feel like it's done its job when the economy officially goes into recession and slows down. Now, what, how that may impact rents, and I've seen markets where rents have gone down 10, 20, 30 percent. Let's say you're doing an expansion and adding climate control space, and currently you're getting $15 a square foot for climate control. What I would do is reduce that. We'd probably reduce it to $13.50, $13.75, $14 a foot in the expansion because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to run the numbers at a 10%, maybe 20 in some market percent lower rent rate to cover my tail for any declining rents that could come up. At the very least, during the lease-up phase, if it's a two-year lease-up, at the very least, reduce the rent during the lease-up phase. Again, I've seen markets drop. Is I'm working with one person I've worked with for a while, and in his market dropped 30% due to oversupply. I'm not saying that's going to happen with you, but here's what I know. If you reduce the rent, 10% underwrite it that way and 
it doesn't drop, you're going to still be in great shape. If it does drop, you've covered your tail for it. So that's the first mistake I'm seeing. They get the people getting the maximum rent they think they can get and underwriting that in today's economic climate. The second mistake I'm seeing is being too aggressive on the lease up. And I've seen this a number of times recently. In the storage world analyzer, when you're on the assumptions tab, there is a line item called absorption. And what that asks for is how many square feet are you going to be leasing up a month? How many net square feet are going to be absorbed during lease up till you hit stabilization? Now, what it asks for, and what we always talk about, is a per square foot number. But how do you come up with that per square foot number? Well, what I've been seeing since 2022 is that absorption, at least in the projects we've been involved with, were running 3% of your net new square footage a month up to five, maybe six in a very healthy, strong market with a lot of demand. So we'll put a per square foot number in, but basically how we calculate is I'll look at depending on how much I, whether the market is at equilibrium or whether the market's at you know, very high demand for self-storage. The higher the demand, the closer to five or six percent of your square footage I'll go. Let's just say you're buying a facility and you're adding 30,000 square feet of new self-storage space and it's a the market shows that there is some demand for it. It's not like a two square feet per capita, but it's at six or seven, seven and a half square feet per capita. I may use like a 4% number, which equates to 1,200 square feet per month. Ultimately, your feasibility report is going to give you what to the the range that you should use but in my preliminary performance that's how i get that per square foot number now i've worked with some people who have had success in other segments of the market um, where they feel they've done apartments and rented those up in 18 months and feel they have the secret formula and can transfer it over to self-storage okay that's great but underwrite it at 1,200 square feet a month if you're doing 30,000 square feet till you get your feasibility report. I've heard people say, well, I've got call centers and we'll call customers. Great, hope that works. Don't underwrite it that way. Underwrite it at industry standards today. Customers tell me their management company say they can get me to, they can lease it up in six months. Great, don't underwrite it that way. Look, I've been in projects where I underwrote absorption at 1,500, 2,000 square feet, and we ended up at 830 square feet for two years. It's not fun. Underwrite it safely today. 
we don't know what's coming down the pike and we're not clear how a recession is going to impact a storage industry that has this much supply. We know what's happened in the past during recessions. That's a great predictor of the future, but it guarantees nothing. We've never been in a, in a downturn in the economy with this much supply and this much new supply coming online. Just be careful and don't be too aggressive on your lease-up absorption rates. And mistake number three is construction time. It just today takes longer to build anything, especially self-storage. I've seen recently five-month delays or a five-month time period for fabrication and delivery with some manufacturers. When we're underwriting an expansion today, it's 12 months. I don't care whether it's 10,000, 15,000 square feet, we're putting in 12 months. I've seen six months, seven months in recent performance. Maybe you'll get it in six or seven months, but don't underwrite it that way. It just takes longer to get contractors deployed, get systems fabricated and delivered. If you're doing parking, maybe you can start generating income in eight, nine months. But if you're doing self-storage, don't shorten your construction time. If you're in a heavily regulated area of the country, it could be even longer than 12 months. And if there's rezoning, it most likely will be longer than 12 months. Now, you may be generating income quicker than a year, that's great, but don't make your performa be dependent on that because that is a variable that's to a large degree outside your control. Now, these three mistakes that I'm calling mistakes that I'm seeing recently as I you know, work with people who are underwriting expansions, these mistakes definitely reduce the number of deals that may work for you. But at a time where the economic landscape is changing, underwrite to reflect what could happen in the future. We're finding them. There's still deals out there that work, but just don't make those mistakes to, in today's climate. Now, everything I've shared with you is just my opinion. That's how we're underwriting the deals. As we change how we're underwriting, I'll report back to you. But one of the purposes of these episodes is just as I learn, I learn out loud and share with you some of the things that we're doing. I hope that helps as you underwrite expansions. I love expansions and we've done real well with our expansion projects. I know you can too. And just today, those are the three mistakes that I'm seeing with people I work with and that I've made myself as we underwrote expansions. 
So thank you very much. I look forward to being with you next week. My name's Mark Helm, and I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer, which is the financial analysis tool we use as we underwrite the deals we've just been talking about. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com or storageworldanalyzer.com. I'll see you later, and thank you.